This is Blank Canvas, the podcast. I'm Ellen Robinson, your host. Blank Canvas is about possibility, the possibility of every human. Using number energy as a framework, I share the new paradigms emerging within the collective consciousness. Hello, I'm recording this podcast on May 31st, 2020. In the United States, we're currently experiencing a crying out against the racist systems that have been the bedrock of our society from the beginning. And we're on the cusp of June, the sixth month. And as divine sequence would have it, I will be sharing today about the energy of six. I think the world now is begging us to let the breaking happen within, to mirror and heal the breaking happening all around without. We are being asked to break, break up, break down, break out, shatter, bleed. You're on the right track now, the right track to break into radical loving, like a thief hungry for soul, ready to serve sweet, dark humanity and the earth's tangled questions that insist we return her urgent call to let our hearts break into compassionate action. This quote by Melissa Laflamme made me realize that the energy of June in 2020 is for letting our hearts break open. And this must happen within the self. It's not one or the other, it's all of it. Being alive to one's own experiences, every fucking thing. Indeed, our connection to self is what connects us to all. I remember there was a thick stapled packet on the kitchen island the day before we bought our previous home. A quick glance at it revealed the list of the social activities that happened in the suburban neighborhood we would soon call home. I noticed that I felt a bit ill, but I pushed this noticing down. After we moved in, I was recruited for one of the activities in particular. I had never heard of Bunko, and suddenly it was powerful enough to cause me great stress and anxiety. I learned it's a thing in suburban neighborhoods, including the one we used to live in. Did I want to be put on the Bunko list? Soon after we moved in to our sweet slaves of suburbia, this was the question. I swiftly learned that the Bunko list was just one small part of an entire neighborhood networking system. I was already feeling claustrophobic, but I did my best to ignore this noticing. A great driver for me at the time, which was 12 years ago, was wanting to belong and be liked. I also felt an overwhelming pressure to cooperate with the social norms of our neighborhood. So to Bunko, I went. That first evening, firmly planted in someone's living room, I discovered that Bunko was simply a secret operative for drinking wine and talking about your neighbors. I mean, how many times can one do this? How many times could I do this? There was definitely a camaraderie within the group, of which I did not feel a part. And now I understand. I was not willing to pay the price required to secure that type of support. I just didn't know it then. My own fear of not belonging as well as not disappointing people, even if they were people with whom I didn't really connect, were the driving forces for me to jump into the bunko scene. And it took me at least three years of fretting 
for me to finally own the fact that Bunko was not true for me, that the experience of Bunko was not how I wanted to spend my precious life. But I fought my own knowing. Surely there's something to this, I would say to myself. Everyone, everyone else seems to enjoy it, so what am I missing? I know now that I was operating within the societal conditioning and programming that says there's something wrong with us if we don't behave like and do what everyone else likes and does. So I twisted myself into a codependent pretzel. Maybe this time will be better, I think to myself. And it was never better. It wasn't supposed to be, not for me, because it wasn't the truth for me. And I judged my own truth, made myself wrong, until one day I didn't. I acknowledged to myself, I do not like Bunko. It took me three years and lots of angst, but I was finally able to type this email. Please take me off the Bunko list. This may seem like an odd story to share and perhaps seemingly small and mundane and particularly white bread with what's happening in the world. But the reality is that one's truth is made up of the hundreds of choices that one makes day in and day out. That truth is our responsibility. The small things are the big things. And this story adequately sums up the purpose of six energy, which is that it exists for each person to learn to be true to themselves, to the self. The divine gift of six is responsibility. We are this responsibility. When we are at home in the self, this is our true response. As we experience the spectrum of six, we find it is necessary to allow the guilt associated with six in order to get to the heart truth. This is the hard part. Traditionally, we have been motivated by guilt, which comes from obligation, the have tos, the shoulds and the ought tos. And we have called this service, but this is not the truth. When we are motivated by our true response, what we must do because our heart says so, this is responsibility. Six invites us to get clear on what is true in our hearts, our true response, our ability to respond truthfully in terms of how we are living our lives and the choices we are making. And this is different for each person. No one knows my responsibility and I don't know other people's responsibility. Each number or energy exists on a spectrum and experiencing these spectrums assists our fractured selves in becoming whole. As we balance our six energy, the six spectrum takes us through shirking any kind of responsibility at all, including the truth of our own lives, all the way to the obligation and martyr end of the spectrum. And that's where we experience the shoulds, the have tos, and the ought tos. It's all necessary for us to ultimately land in the center of our hearts, what we must do, not because we think we should or ought to, or someone else thinks we should or ought to, but because our heart tells us we must. Six energy takes us into what is true in the heart, our truest response, our responsibility. This doesn't just happen. Living in one's heart truth requires a moving through of the guilt, martyrdom, victimhood, perfectionism, rightness that are part of obligation. As humans, we often use these words interchangeably in obligation and responsibility, but they are very different. One springs from victim energy, a belief that my life happens to me, and one is of empowerment energy. I am responsible for my life, the choices that I make. Obligation is part of our fractured self, the lie that covers our truth. Moving through the experience of obligation is not easy due to the conditioning that rules our lives and the fact that this conditioning is held up together by the group consciousness. But this moving through is essential. Any type of group or community exists in 
an energy web that holds that group together. This web is the group consciousness. This group consciousness is where the unconscious agreements of belonging to the group lie. It is during our natural evolution, the embodying of our soul, that we begin to notice these unconscious group agreements. I grew up Catholic and it was 12 years ago that I attended my last church service. I stopped mid-sentence while reciting one of the Catholic prayers. I realized in that moment that I did not know what I was saying and that I was reciting it because that's what I always did. The truth for me was that Catholicism no longer felt good to me. It was time for me to move away from the church. What happens when we go along with these agreements that are no longer true for us is that we betray our truth, our true selves. We do this in order to belong and to be liked. I did. And we are not conscious of this until we are. And I'm not saying don't be part of groups. What I am saying is there's a consciousness that any group has in common. And this consciousness is an animal unto itself. Simply be aware and notice how you feel in the group and when you are interacting with the group. When we decide that we no longer align with the agreements of our lives, whatever they may be, this is when things begin to change. When we have the courage to say no to that agreement. Life truly is the journey back to ourselves but it cannot be forced and it happens in stages and in perfect time. This is the joy that comes from freedom, the freedom to be truly ourselves. Whenever we are being truly who we are from our essence, our soul, this is what inspires no additional effort required. And remember that disrupting and disturbing are also forms of inspiring. When we go against our conditioning, whatever it is, this impacts our community circle. It just does. And again, everything changing, changes, everything changes. The conditioning of the six wants us to stay within the lines and reply, same old, same old, when a friend asks us how we're doing. This is the sheep aspect of six, the follower, the one who has been hoodwinked into believing the status quo is where it's at. But there's a lion inside all of us. The lion's strength of heart shatters the mold of our conditioning releasing all chains to any cages that might have been keeping us from living true. Yes, six is an energy of the heart and six resonates with responsibility. And I've already talked about obligation. And now I want to share about perfectionism. Like obligation, perfectionism exists as an extreme on the six spectrum. And we need it to fully realize our responsibility. Let me explain. The sixth energy of responsibility is getting clear and taking action on what it is in the truth of the heart, one's truest response, response ability. Actual responsibility is love, the heart, in action. Responsibility is being alive in the self. Perfectionism is the opposite of this. Perfectionism exists as an idea or group of ideas about what one should do, how things should look. It is all about perception, what things look like. Again, the idea of something rather than the truth of what is real. Perfectionism is being dead in the self. Every realization is important and valid. It is, a, it, as is, it is as important in the things that seem big, like waking up to the fact that your heart does not want to be married anymore, as well as the things that seem small, like realizing that you do not want to attend the book club or bunko in your suburban neighborhood anymore. The acknowledgement of one's heart truth, one's responsibility is every fucking thing. These are just examples. Only you know what is the truth of your heart for you. And you will only know it when you know it and not one second before. 
and it is no one's fault and everyone is complicit. Perfectionism is supported by the group consciousness, the collective programming and patterning that covers up what is real and right and true. And there are layers upon layers upon layers of this conditioning. And the destruction of this conditioning is happening and will happen differently for every human because every human comes with their own unique energetic blueprint that interacts in divine sequence with everything else. What I do know is that June is a tipping point. More and more people are, are and will be waking up to the falseness that is their life, the untruths that they are living. Again, this will represent in the seemingly small things as well as the seemingly big things, but everything is big. Every waking up moment serves to bring each human home to their own heart. June is ripe for awakening to one's responsibility. June is the time for waking up to what is real and to the heart of the matter. This awakening to the fact that one has been living out ideas as opposed to the truth of what is in one's heart. It will not be easy. It is and will continue to be painful. And it is necessary. June is the space to let our hearts break for ourselves and then for all. The collective heartbreaking. This collection of hearts breaking open. This is the change. Compassion in action. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to submit a question about number energy, or if you would like me to read your number energy on a future podcast, send me an email, ellen at elleninspires.com. Be you. It truly is the revolution.